0: Here we go, what's up guys? Hey, my name's Brandon Redwan and uh, I'm with Chris Holloway, one of my really good friends and mentors. And uh, we're still here in Telluride, and got off the Via Ferrata this morning, and we are chillin' inside of a quaint little cabin in Telluride. Uh, Chris, will you describe the cabin for us? Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> Quaint is the one word to describe it. It's a 10,000 square foot. And describe uh, what we're doing right now in yeah, the cabin. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's a six bedroom. Um, Lord knows only how many bathrooms it has. Um, <laughs> we still haven't figured out quite No, we're still exploring either. the house all together, but um, we've gathered together. Um, there's six of us, now five currently because one has to laugh, but six guys who um, went to school together. And who were participants in a mentorship program called Stonehouse, yeah. um, and so served as mentors in that capacity. And so we're all coming here to tell your eye to get some rest, have some fun, and be able to spur one another on in great community. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um, and like you said, we all all met in the Stonehouse program. Um,
1: will you describe a little bit about what you do now, Chris? Absolutely. So I'm the I have a double role. I'm the missions director. I'm at Dallas Baptist University, and so I plan all the mission trips um, for the university and we go on about eight to 10 trips a year. But then also I am the director of Living and Learning Communities. And so Stonehouse um, is a freshman living and learning community for guys that has three goals: to um, love the Lord more, to grow into community and to learn how to make disciples. And so my role is to be able to mentor the mentors so that they're able to mentor the incoming freshman students.
0: Yeah, and I got a chance to be a part of Stonehouse and loved it Um, as both a mentee and a mentor. Um, Twice as a mentor. Twice as a mentor, yeah. Uh, And it was just a joy. It was awesome. Loved the experience. Um, But you, Chris, as the director, didn't get a chance to go through Stonehouse, right? Correct. Um, So will you describe a little bit just about your experience Uh, Being the director of Stonehouse, what that means to you, why you think even mentorship is important.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, one of the joys that I get is to spend a lot of time with college students, particularly college guys. And a realization that hit me a little while ago is that college students are going to make, more often than not, three important decisions while they're in college. Not all of them will make these decisions, but they will make some form of them. One is, will they follow Jesus? Hmm. Two, who will they marry? And three, what will they do? And so you're asking 18 to 22-year-olds to make decisions that are going to have implications when they're 60, 70, 80. And so to be able to come alongside these guys and be able to help navigate life in ways that will help them to grow and that will change the course of their families, um, that would change the course of um, just their lives, it's just a privilege to be able to do that. Um, I know that I've had great mentors in my life some in an official capacity, some in an unofficial capacity, and so now I get the chance to um, pour into students as I've been poured into.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Chris, just out of curiosity, personal curiosity, Mm -hmm. um, after explaining the program and things like that, I'm curious, what's, out of the last, let's say four years since I I joined the program um, and have seen it, experienced it, what's been uh, one of the most impactful ways that the Lord has moved through Stonehouse, through your involvement with Stonehouse, that has deepened your affections for jesus um and and encouraged you to to pursue him
1: um yeah more yeah um i think with each Stonehouse class so i was the director for seven years and now i oversee the director um, who has taken my place but um i think with each year i learn and grow from the guys and it's just an, an incredible um, opportunity to be with them. I learn more about myself. I've, mm. I've seen um, selfishness in myself. I've seen um, what does it look like to trust the Lord versus trusting the plans that, that I have made. And I honestly, I see a lot of myself in, um, in the freshman students and knowing what it's like to be a, mm. an 18, 19 year old and yeah. um, wanting to have grandiose, ambitious plans that really center you around yourself. Oh and um, to see how the Lord continues to, to change that. And so when I start to, to get off track and thinking, man, maybe this is the direction I should be going, the Lord has really used Stone House to, to keep me grounded and um, it keeps me asking questions that I should continue to ask myself that would probably get away from me um, if 18 and 19-year-olds weren't constantly cycling in mm. and asking those same questions that are really relevant and important.
0: Yeah, that's good. And I know that that's just a snapshot of what you do and there's a lot more to that and there's a lot of investment that goes into that and I've seen and witnessed that firsthand. Um, uh, but with this trip in Telluride, what was like, and and I know there's a lot of unique circumstances that came that like spurred on this idea, um, but when you were offered to come spend six days, five days at this cabin, um, was there any particular vision that you had for this week um, outside of it just being a vacation
1: yeah absolutely so um, I was very intentional with who I invited on this trip and so as the director I've gotten to serve with these guys in a mentorship capacity and I've watched them love and pour out into the lives of men and now we have of course Brandon lives in Colorado and we're all just doing different Different things. Many of us are in vocational ministry, but yeah. um, we have a few that are not. And so, the purpose was behind this was to get people who tend to be very busy um, to come and have a chance to rest, to laugh, um, to um, worship together, to eat good food, and but really, really to. Um, pull away probably to a place that none of us would have ever thought that we could come to and just enjoy the Lord and enjoy one another and I think that this week has um, been evidenced of that we've gotten to do some um, things that have taken um, people out of their comfort zones um, one of, <laughs> yeah. of heights um, I've, I've jumped in colder water than I've ever wanted to be in, Um, (laughs) but I think those are growing experiences, and I know as a result of this week, I love my brothers more Mm. um, than I did before we got here, and that says a lot because I already loved my brothers a lot, and and, and it's really cool for me personally, as their mentor, um, I was in a leadership capacity Mm. over them, and now this trip, um, I am and equal with them. I am, I'm their brother who gets to just walk and enjoy life. And, um, and it's, it's a, it's a great change and I love it.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I'm going to, I'm gonna actually hit you with a, um, maybe a deeper philosophical question, Chris, but I'm curious on, on the issue of rest, right? Cause that's why we're here. Um, sipping mimosas in, uh, in Telluride, looking at mountains like is trying to find rest and what exactly that is. And I think there's a lot of different opinions on, hey, how do we find rest? Is that I sleep all day? Is that uh, I, I read a good book and uh, get a mimosa and chill on a couch or something? Um, what, what does rest look like to you? Um, and how, how have you crafted this week specifically in light of that view of what rest is and how to accomplish it?
1: Great question, Brandon. Um, The best definition that I've heard of rest slash Sabbath actually came um, from J.R. Vassar, who um, is a pastor um, in the Dallas area. Um, We were actually doing a workshop on work as worship, and I remember asking him, hey, we've spoken a lot about work, but what does it look like to rest? Because I feel like my default is to work. Um, I have my email on my phone. I'm very accessible. Text messages that continue to go off, and so what does it look like for me to be able to pull away? And JR just responded and said, um, just a simple definition of rest is doing things that give you life with people who give you life. Mm. And that was life-changing for me um, because I thought my definition of rest before that was not doing anything work-related or, um, or maybe just sitting down and just being. Um, but that's not really restful. Sometimes there's a need for that, but um, for me, um, I get rest from cooking. I really enjoy the experience of cooking. Many of my friends do not. That would absolutely be work for them. And so I think it's being honest with yourself and asking those questions of how's the Lord wired me? Is it is it board games? Is it um, mowing a lawn because maybe you do desk work all the time and so you want to get out. And get in nature is it going hiking I mean we got to go hiking and it was a lot of work my yeah. legs are sore <laughs> but my heart was rested yeah. um, in the midst of that but again the second piece I think is really important not just doing things that give you rest but doing it with people who give you rest and so these mm. brothers that are here with me are they are rest for my soul um, they have been encouragers for years and continue to be that and so uh, i'm glad that I have people around me that Um, We get to spur one another on and just be able to to enjoy. But I would undergird all of that with rest comes from the Lord Mm, and not in a cliche way at all. But we are in a beautiful home with a beautiful landscape. And I think we would do a disservice to ourselves if we were more thankful for the location that we are than the God who's provided the location and who has given us the blessings. And so I think true rest is the acknowledgement that every good and perfect gift comes from above, which is in James 1.17. And so when we realize that God is the gift giver, that we enjoy what he has given, but it should not stop there, Mm -hmm. but it should ultimately terminate on the God who has given the gifts of Uh, of these things and so i think that's where true rest comes from and one day we will enter a truer rest um when he says well done my good and faithful servant enter into the joy of thy lord that's the rest that we're longing for but until that day we look at every opportunity that we have and every gift that we've been given under the lens of a loving father who has given to us Mm, man that's so
0: good chris thanks for sharing those thoughts and um and for taking that question too, I I know that our relationship is is not uh, a, a stranger to asking difficult questions. Not no at all. Kind of <laughs> how our uh, our friendship was was born too. So, uh, yeah, thanks Chris for just taking the time to share some thoughts, and uh, I'm really grateful for you and your mentorship in my life. And uh, yeah, just an opportunity to sit down and and record some some thoughts on what rest is, what. Um, uh, yeah what like the idea of sabbathing is um, and and a deeper insight into community Um I know that you've got just incredible insights into that so thanks for sharing them and hopefully people will benefit from that as well absolutely love you Brandon so thanks Chris